happy happy wednesday all how are you we've got a special episode today i just wanted to make sure i turn off my phone of course i was out in the field so this is why we bumped the show to one o'clock my time so that we can so that i can go out and work and do the real you know the real real estate stuff out in the field. So I wanted to continue on our segment of, uh, let's see, I wanted to continue, I'm changing, playing around the background. <laughs> I wanted to continue our series where we've been talking about uh, seniors, we've been talking about probate, Medi-Cal, just kind of the night, really the real stuff. And then the, all the nightmare and horror story continues with all that stuff. So listen, this is a special segment, given that it is Halloween. We're thinking about taking the kids to uh, Scare Fest or Scary Fest, although I still have to buy the tickets. But no one's surprised. No one's surprised that I have not finished. You know, we did a Halloween theme podcast a couple years ago. Shout out to um, Marriott Martinez, who is a an accountant excellent accountant she's actually teaching and training doing wonderful things in her boot camps and so that podcast inspired her to create uh, a tax uh, webinar or lesson for three categories of those in the real estate business the first being real estate agent the real estate agent professional the real estate investor and the real estate flipper, right? So wholesaler. So that was really powerful. It's always great. I, I think about all the great stuff we've done on the show and super, super exciting to see how much content we've pulled out. And because real estate changes all the time, there's no wonder we've got great stuff to talk about. And of course, today is no exception. No exception here. No, no exception here. Okay. So I wanted to make today's content or excuse me, show really fun, spooky, scary, kind of a spin on the nightmare stuff that we've got to deal with in real estate. And I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to say that it's just, uh, not always glitz, glitzy, glittery, glamorous, pretty, I uh, will be the one to say that it's not always that way. Go figure. Okay, before I jump into this, I do want to do, I do want to sound check uh, because I was playing with my mic. So I want to make sure we're good to go. And okay, cool. Wonderful. The mic sounds so good, by the way. Shout out to the, our radio podcast listeners who are tuning in on the show. I know most of you were expecting us to come on at 11. However, like I said, I needed to bump us to a later date so that we can stick to having the show uh, weekly. You know, I was thinking the other day about doing something daily, like a daily Ready, Set, Real Estate. Wouldn't that be something? All right. You're tuning in to Ready, Set, Real Estate. We are on episode 182. If you're new to me, say hi, say hello. Make sure you press one below. Let's me know you're here. Press one. Let's me know you're here. Press two. Let's me know you shared it. And of course, if you hear anything worthwhile, like a real estate gem, go ahead and drop that mic drop uh, emoji. Uh, and let's have some fun on the show. Of course, I do want to disclaim and share that... 
what? The information shared on this show should not be considered legal or tax advice. Please seek those legal and licensed reputable consultants. Let me change my screen view so I can really get your attention here on disclaimers. Uh, please seek those legal and tax advice reputable licensed professionals regarding your specific and unique situation, situationship, situation. Of course, oh, I don't want to forget that we should still be writing down our goals. As I shared with you all last week, uh, we have accomplished a, a, a nice feat, a, a, a great milestone in our, my, when I say my, I'm saying our, our real estate brokerage, which is separate from Ready, Set, Real Estate. Um, Devenio States is our brokerage and we've just been licensed. We reciprocated our brokerage to the state of Georgia, the Georgia State Peach the peach straight. Uh, I share that with a client just now. And he's like, the only thing about that place, you can get lost because everything is peach, right? Peach, peach, peach. Uh, so we'll soon find out how lost will we be? How lost can we get? I'm excited. So we're heading out uh, to Georgia next week, actually in less than a week, couple days, we are heading out there to uh, you know, lay some roots and do some fun stuff and just just be in our in our vision, in our vision. So I invite you to write down those goals. You see that down there? Write down your real estate goals. We are in fourth quarter already. Congrats to those who have closed on their real estate transactions, who are in the middle of your escrows, in the middle of closing, and those who are still out here uh, actively looking or actively selling, actively marketing your property. It will happen. It will happen. Uh, you are a brave one. You are a brave soul during this time because our market has just shifted. And as you will hear most are saying, we are now in a buyer's market. We're now in a buyer's market. So if you are a buyer and you've been on the fence, Now's a great time to consult with your real estate professional, your real estate team, revisit those numbers, see if it makes sense and see what opportunities awaits you. If you are a seller who still needs to sell, who still needs to market your property to maximize your equity in this current market, you're still in a good position because we are shifting. Uh, the market is making some corrections, but we are noticing that things are sitting on the market uh, longer. So days on market, D-O-M is longer. We're noticing builders are not building as much. I was reading information from the National Association of Home Builders. The CEO was uh, discussing about just kind of the ripple effect that interest rates has had, overall inflation, cost of materials, lumber, that whole thing. And so we are seeing that trickle down ripple effect uh, affect our market. All the, although, depending on what your situation is, Again, this is why I say consult with your team regarding your situation, because just because the market shifting doesn't mean that there is not monies to be made and opportunities to be had. All right. I like that. I like how I came up with that. It just just floats so naturally. <laughs> floats so nicely. What else? What else? So, oh, we've got a sponsor for today's show. Definitely want to shout out to our show sponsor. And um, that is uh, Real Estate 100, the Teen and Millennial Investment Blueprint, co-authored by Anthony Lee and Lisa 
Puerto at that time, which was myself, Lisa Gillette. Shameless plug, of course, but I really want to shout out Anthony because this was his first book. He's doing amazing things and uh, we want to definitely support our, our show sponsors. We'll be right back after this sponsor break. That's right. Real Estate 100, the teen and millennial investment blueprint. That's part two from the series, by the way, uh, can be found on all your major online retailers. If you're interested in stocking the book in your store, feel free to reach out to us. Let's see if we can put a package together so that your local community can have something to learn and read from. Uh, I actually refer to this a book oftentimes when I'm dealing with in income and investment, because we talk about capital expenditure in the book, we talk about um, your worksheet and spreadsheet, right? So if your mortgage is a certain amount, what is the overall expense, right? The overall housing expense of that particular property. And it just comes down to the numbers, right? So that's a, a good read, a fun read, especially if you have a teenager or you are a young adult who is interested in learning uh, real estate and learning about house hacking and all the different avenues of how to get your foot in the door, Anthony and I share some great tips on how to do that in that book, right? Thank you for that. Uh, let's see. I do want to send one last message before we get into uh, this fun show today. Not, I mean, it's not really classroom style. I just got a cool slide that I put together that uh, gives us some questions and true false that you can follow along as we talk about scary stories, scary, scary stories. Scary. That's my spooky version. That's spooky, spooky, spooky. <laughs> I'm not playing any of that stuff because I'm telling you, boy, copyright infringement is no fun. I don't want anyone saying we've had to delete your show because you've infringed on someone else's copyright. Yeah. So we make sure we don't do that here on this show, especially because I'm a trademark owner myself. And it's not fun when someone infringes on your intellectual property. It's just not fun. So I don't like it when it's done to me. So I certainly don't do it to other people, other people or companies. We don't do that here. All right. So we are on 182. Want to just give a, a quick blurb about myself as we talk about uh, a homeowner's worst nightmare. I am your host and creator, founder of many cool things, Lisa Gillette, also known as Lisa Puerto, aka Super Agent, the one, the only, yes, Super Agent. I'm also broker broker owner of our local brokerage here in, uh, now in California and Georgia, Devenio Estates. I'm also a pricing strategy advisor, foreclosure certified and trained, probate certified and trained experienced, and short sale certified and trained and experienced. All that means is I not only have experience, but I make sure I am doing continuing education to stay abreast of those. Also, what is near and dear to me is working with the senior community. And so I want to definitely share that uh, I also hold that training and special designation as a senior's real estate specialist. And all that means is that I'm trained to work with our, our, our senior population. Usually that's when we talk about probates and trusts and all that fun stuff. It's rare so far that I've worked with a client, a senior client that doesn't 
we have we're not dealing with one or the other. So uh, like my former broker used to say, uh, shout out to Butch Grimes, by the way, he used to say because um, his focus has been st strictly to this day probates. And he said, I'm not in the real estate business. I'm in the death business. And boy, am I learning. There is so much truth to that as I continue to grow into uh, my own persons as a professional in this industry. Right. Okay. What else? I think that's about it. Let's jump right into it. Um, we are going to talk about scary stories. Whose stories? My scary stories. Uh, a property owner's, homeowner's worst nightmare. And I've been hands-on involved with a lot of this stuff. Hands-on meaning ex experiencing this stuff, guiding this stuff, having to get local authorities involved. And oh, I'm telling you, getting, you know, having clients make, reach out to the DA to see if they'll take their case and so I say this facetiously, but this is real stuff. So I thought it was a good time again, Halloween week and season month, that whole thing to talk about these worst nightmares. And I came up with five, the top five that builds up to a homeowner's worst nightmare is someone else trying to sell your house. A uh, shout out to my husband, Kyle, for this topic. He says, uh, you know, you should talk about this stuff because you, you're you're dealing with this stuff, and uh, be it'd be a good good segment. So I I thank you, honey. It's a great idea. So let's talk about this. Um, five things to pay attention to is one number one: abandoned homes are target for deed fraud. Abandoned homes are target for deed fraud. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna mess with my view here. Is it better this way? Yeah, I like that instead of me kind of covering that. Okay, cool. Abandoned homes are target for deed fraud. The number two, number two, death certificates and false identity. I don't know who, I don't know how, but getting, getting death certificates is a key component to being able to accomplish selling someone else's home. We'll talk about a little bit more. Forged trust. Number three, forged trust. Remember we were saying, or you heard me say, probates and trust and dealing with the senior population or dealing with generations of owners that have passed on and everyone gets scattered. They move in different places, states and cities. No one's talking to anyone. There's bad blood. And listen, someone comes right along to see an opportunity to capitalize. It's you all have not been paying attention. And number four, changing out the locks and installing new locks. And so we've seen this come up during renter, that whole rental thing. In fact, I was reading this uh, blurb, uh, this ad, this article, this news that said a renter, a disgruntled renter um, placed her landlords or the property owner's property for rent on Airbnb after she was evicted. So it took, it said it took some months or some time for Airbnb to actually remove the listing off of their platform when the renter uh, went and placed it on there. Ugh, I'm telling you, you think I'm making up this stuff, but this is real life stuff. Number five, squatters and squatters squatter rights. 
someone taking an advantage and seeing this as an opportunity to jump in and live in your home because you haven't been doing what you're supposed to be doing. So let's get into this. Let's continue. All right. Abandoned houses. So here's my tips as we talk about abandoned properties. And yes, how do we get here? Someone passes away, someone moves, you relocate. And there, there's a lot of it. In fact, we call them absentee owners. Drop that in the ch uh, chat box for you. If you are in looking into uh, some opportunities to purchase a property, there is a big pool of absentee owners. That's who you will track down and locate. You skip tracing. I use True People Search. I think some other people do that. There's Newbird. There's tons of different platforms that you can use for skip tracing. That's what we do where we're trying to locate someone after we identify or pull the chain of title. We kind of, you know, go and start to track down uh, generations, records and stuff like that. It's like true detective work. So I guess this is why my husband says you should talk about this because you're coming across some very interesting stories. Yes. Um, one we've come across once upon a time as well is the. OK, well, let me get to let me wait till I get there. Let's finish up abandoned houses. So keep in touch with your neighbors. So make sure your neighbors know that you're around, that you may not be close to, to be, keep watch, but at least let your neighbors know that, you know, who, sh who should be coming in and out the house, leave emergency contact in case something does happen. Like I'm hearing stories of, you know, houses catching on fire after squatters break in and they're trying to cook or they're trying to keep warm, whatever's going on. And they, create a fire, house burns down, Ugh, nightmare, right? Or using the water, you find out that there's um, your sewer line uh, has a tree that protrudes right through it. Boom. Now you have a couple thousand dollar job and a problem and a headache and squatters. Ugh. So very important to have your neighbors maybe have an emergency contact, a way to reach you. And it's important to have your neighbors to your left, to your right, and across the street from you, right? Uh, even maybe the, the neighbors in the backyard, because you're sharing that adjacent lot, right? That that the, the wall or the fencing. And so it's very important. Let's get back to that place where we're, you know, talking with our neighbors. That's, you'd be surprised. There's just all kinds of craziness. Um, abandoned houses will have issues with squatters and people breaking in. So please contact your local police department. Let them know this house is not being lived in. Let them know this house is abandoned or not abandoned, that it's vacant, excuse me, vacant. So contact your local police department. So at least they have it on their radar. If there's any issue that comes up with that property, they know to expect that there is no one to be living in that property. Um, another thing with abandoned houses, maintain the yard so you can deter people from trying to squat, break in or take over. So maintain the yard. You can contact a local real estate company, local real estate agent or broker who services the area. They can provide you with vendors. In fact, your neighbors would be a good resource for anyone who's been maintaining their yards. You can ask them to come down and cut the yard every once in a while put them on a monthly type plan and say, you know, hey, I'll pay you for the month and just make sure that the yard's being maintained. That's a good thing. Uh, if you're not able to do that and keep watch or are in contact with your neighbors, you may want to contact a property preservation company 
like the one of our show sponsors uh, that has been sponsoring our show in the past. That's Omnis Property Solutions. You can check them out at uh, omnispreservation.com. For board ups, they will do board ups. They will change locks and they will help secure the property and deter people, unwanteds, the unwanted people from creeping on, right? So definitely consult or hire a broker or agent that might, that offers property management or has resources with property preservation to make sure that your property does not sit desolate and is a target for deed fraud or someone coming to try to sell your property. My last one too, which will remind me, I'm going to order our um, pack and go security system. I will order it today and uh, install security. So uh, I like there, there's one, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name right now, but um, I saw it in one of the properties that was vacant that we were showing. And part of the contract said that the security system was not included. And the reason being is because it belonged to the investor owner who uh, packs it up, moves it to another property, no contracts required, no wiring, and all he's able to keep tabs and watch right on his phone with this um, uh, plug and play is what I'm going to call it, plug and play security system. So do look into that. I think it's a great option, a great feature. All right. Good stuff. All right. Watch out for someone who gets a hold of death certificates. So this is really interesting to me because there's usually about four groups of people that have access to a death certificate, namely, namely spouse, children, grandparents, and attorneys. Namely, those groups of people have to prove relationship and have an affidavit of identity notarized and then presented and submitted to the county's, uh, your local vital records department. That's your county registrars or your vital records department, Department of Public Health that has the, you know, those records. The reason why I say heads up is because again, someone, people who have, we call them bad players. If they have the intent to do something sneaky, creepy, and fraudulently, like sell your property, they will be able to access these death certificates um, by any means necessary. So keep heads up. Just when you feel like it's not, oh, it's not possible. That person's dead. All the more reason, right? Because they will show a death, death certificate and then come up with successor successor of ownership. What do I mean? I'm talking about, question for you. Can you sell a home with a fraudulent living trust? This is what proves successor interest or successor ownership or the successor in trust. Can you sell a home with a fraudulent living trust? Yes or no. By the way, give you time to think about it. Shout out to our radio podcast listeners who are tuning in from all over the world. We have such a global presence and connection. I love you. Thank you for your continued love and support. Can you imagine? We're five years in. We're on episode 182. And I'm having these wild ideas of doing a daily podcast. It's a wild idea. Where, where, where will I have the time? 
I don't really that think that's practical, but I think it's a it's a fun idea. And you know what I'm thinking? If I do a daily podcast, that means I will probably have guest hosts. Mm, guest hosts. I like this. Huh. I'll have a guest host on the show. What do you think? I like this. We'll come back to that. All right. So the answer to this, can you sell a home with a fraudulent living trust? Yes or no. If you said no, you are not being realistic. The answer is yes. Yes. If the bad player is acting on intent to, fr to fraud or defraud, then it is unlikely you will know whether the trust documents are legitimate. If that's not your area of expertise or you are not confirming with maybe the original creator of the trust, uh, you, if it was drafted online, because that's a big thing right now, people are making their own stuff. And so there's not really a way of you knowing. And so, yes, they, they can. They can sell a property using a fraudulent trust. Will the title insurance company and everyone involved do what they can to deter it? Yes. But beware that I find out that a lot of people don't do it through escrow or settlement services or get title insurance. And so if you don't have these professionals involved, then yes, your property will be transferred over to the next person without any consideration of whether this is a legitimate transfer or what we call conveyance. All right, moving along. You guys are doing great. True or false? By the way, please give me a thumbs up if you like my images. Like I put this slide together just for you so we can talk about these scary stories. True or false? As we continue our segment on a property owner's worst nightmare. Anyone can change the door and gate locks to your home. True or false? Anyone can change the door and gate locks to your home. What do you think that answer is? You're like, no way. No one can do that. Of course, no one can. How can they accomplish that, Lisa? That's not possible. Well, ah, answer is true. True, if you are not monitoring your home or property, then any bad player can change the locks and install a new lock and key to access the property. Go figure. You see, this is why I gave you those tips about getting your security installed, letting your neighbors know, uh, contacting the local police department, hiring a property preservation company, contacting or hiring a local real estate uh, team, brokerage, professional agent who services the area so that someone is checking on the property. Because yes, a bad player can change the locks. I've seen it. In fact, they let me in after they broke the locks and said, yes, because I said to the person, I need to assess the property condition in order to give a range, a property value range. They said, oh, you need to access the property. Yes, I need to access the property. Uh, well, uh, I don't have the keys. Well, do you know who has the key? Uh, I can get the key. Uh, ooh, uh, well, uh, next thing you know, person says, I've got keys really and then i go to the property and the locks are changed so how do i know the locks are changed is because i saw the lock sitting on the couch 
and there was no keyhole, right? So that it's right, it's a whole nother thing. What do you do? You kind of you go contact local authorities, you kind of track people down and say, somebody's trying to sell your property. All right, let's continue. So the answer was true. If you got that one, you got it correct. All right, and the last and the last but not least, squatters and squatter rights. So here's the thing. I know folks are like, well, you can just call the police to get people kicked out. Not really, because if people go to the extent of getting the utilities turned on in their name, they're getting mail name to that address. Now you've got a holdover tenant situation and it becomes very nightmarish, very nightmarish. And what does that mean? It may even cost you to pay to relocate them out of the property. Why? Because nine tenths, because possession is nine tenths of the law. So this means illegal possession of the property. And now you've got a real situation on your hand. I will say this police, the police department does not like to get involved in these types of matters because it is considered what? What is what did you say? What did you I heard? Correct. Civil. This is a civil matter. And the police want you to deal with that in a legal fashion, which means you've got to go through unlawful detainers. Got to go to court to get an order to evict any and everybody who is occupying the property named an unknown. All right. Uh, just a little tip, tip, especially for those of you who, who've watched the corner house sit abandoned since you've been a kid. If people end up living there for an uninterrupted period of at least five years in California and seven years in Georgia, check for check for squatter rights for your respective state. It has to be uninterrupted, meaning you 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 didn't they they moved in and you managed to get them out, and then you know a week later or two days later or four days or a day later they move back in. Uh, that is not considered uninterrupted. That means consistently, right? Straight, consecutive, uninterrupted with no bother, unbothered, have been there for five years, then they can claim squatters' rights and they can then take it to court and deal with what we call a quote unquote color of title and sue for basically um, saying that, hey, I've been maintaining this house. I've been paying the property taxes. I've been paying the utility bills. And here's what's interesting, what the court will say, especially because we are dealing with a housing crisis, right? Dealing with the need for housing. So if this person has managed to maintain this house, has not been used, has not been claimed, no one ever showed up, and you've heard these nightmare stories where the squatter holdover tenant ends up receiving the rights to the property for little to nothing just because they knew how to go about with claiming squatter rights, then you have just lost out in either your family's inheritance, a generation of wealth, and you should see if you can consult an attorney or legal professional to assist you with that. So be active, be vigilant, and make sure that you are doing what is necessary to protect your ownership of that property. All right. With that, I say I love it when a show is short, sweet, and power, power packed to the point. I want to say happy Halloween. Um, Feliz, Feliz, what is it? Uh, Feliz Dia de los Muertos to those of you who celebrate the Day of the Dead um, in your various ways and cultures. And I wish you a week of thrills and chills 
Be safe. We'll see you next week on another information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. Bye.